Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, it's Suze McLeod here with the Village Church Q&A podcast. This past week, we've had a couple extra episodes addressing the coronavirus. So Pastor Michael, what have you learned as a leader through these last couple of weeks? Five things that I've I've kind of written down, mm-hmm. kind of, I have written down. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not so much learning them. Mm. It's reinforcing them. I mean, if you're going to be a Christian leader, what I'm about to say shouldn't surprise really surprise you. you. Yeah, it's not going to. These are reinforced and you never really quite know what to do when nobody in the entire world has ever gone through what we're going through. Like this is a first for everybody. Yep. And so what it does is it forces you to kind of go back to some basic principles and say, okay, I got to go back to the one-on-ones. And when things are easier, it's easy to ignore the basics. And so I kind of had to go back to all the things that I knew and just be very patient. So here's one. Remember, Remember the Christian leader's two goals. First and foremost, always honor God. Submit to his word. Um, anything that is unbiblical, you just, you avoid. Mm. But number two, it's to serve people. It's to serve my people, all my people. So it's interesting that when we considered, for example, I'll give you a, a couple of things that I've had to personally be on the front lines of canceling. Mm. One was a gala for our school, which is this huge fundraiser. Um, I was speaking at it. Um, we've had to postpone it. That was Friday yeah. night. Yep. Saturday night was our Village Church's Vision Dinner. I was speaking at that as well. So mm-hmm. excited for our, our school community to hear what God is doing, for our church community on Saturday night mm-hmm. to hear about all the cool things God's doing, about building facilities, expansions, and church planning a third location. And uh, we had our year in review. We had this really amazing book that we made oh, for all of, I, our, I know. all of our people, a couple hundred of them. That was just this beautiful story of 2019. Which again, we're postponing it. We're not well, and God still did all those things. He did right, and, and He still, still gets glory. Yes, Amen. The extravaganza, which um, we had to because we have five thousand plus people, so now oh. we've got eighty-five thousand eggs sitting in our church that are we got to figure out how to use, and we've got some good ideas. Um, and then canceling church, we just had to make that decision a couple hours ago from the time of this recording. And even as I say all that, there are really loud voices. Mm. You can't. You got to resist and. The loudest voices, there is something inside of the leader that really wants to not rile them up. But the people who aren't talking are the 75-year-old who is mm-hmm. immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. It's, it's people who are actually scared, but they're afraid to say something. Yep. So I am the shepherd to everybody. But there are voices that are really, really powerful. But this is all leadership. It doesn't matter where you are. It's good times, mm-hmm. it's bad times. It's it's when we make decisions, we often make decisions to please a small group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to make decisions that serve the whole group of people. Mm-hmm. And Village is a very diverse group of people. In fact, at our East location, that's a different group of people with a different need. And um, and so just thinking in terms of how do I empower Craig and those elders to make those decisions and not get in their way. And and so that's that's sort of a challenge. Number one is just remember I'm to honor God and to serve all the people. Can I just point out, you used the word shepherd, mm. and you made me think of the shepherd mm. with the hundred sheep. Yep. And even the one that runs off, and he goes and he he hunts down the one. Yeah. So some of this might be that you're taking care of the one sheep. Right. But the other sheep are like, we don't know what's going, what's on, going on right now. Where's yeah. the shepherd And go? you're like, no, no, this way. Yeah. Everybody this way. Because the 99 are going to be fine, but it's right. the one. And the right. one matters. If we could really get into a leader's brain, the one that matters the most to Jesus is often not the one that matters the most to us. Mm. Sometimes the one that matters the most to us is the one that has the most money. Yeah. 
not the one who is the least. Mm-hmm. And I think just re- this has been a really good season to say everyone matters. And that's just good. It just zeroes you in. So you just, you step back and you're like, I hear the voices, but I'm not making decisions for those people. I'm right. making decisions for everyone. Right. And I'm watching for my sheep that ran off. Totally. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two is do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I have been um, struck over the last week, I'm going to guard my words, at counsel um, that has been overreactive. Mm. I'm, I'm going to be clear. Don't even assume I'm talking about church. No. I'm, yeah. in, I'm involved with a handful of leadership teams in different places. And, and, um, and so, but I, I am struck by advice that comes from outside of the leadership teams. Yep. That is jaded, overreactive, unloving, self-protective. And so the one-liner that keeps happening is just do the right thing. What's the right thing here and now? The right here and now, because yep. the right thing, this we're recording this on Saturday. A lot's going to happen. We don't know if this is going to be obsolete. Well, hopefully these principles won't yeah. be obsolete. But <laughs> but the right thing in a week looks different than what you know the right thing is right now. Correct. And that's what's so frustrating about this season. Yeah. But there are some right things that are always right. So, right. Um, so for example, uh, we canceled our vision dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, we made a commitment to Magianos that we were going to whatever. So we just we went to them as early as we could. And we just said, what's fair? We don't want you to lose money. Can you help us? And we came up with a really great negotiation. Oh, that's because so exciting. they want our yeah. business. We want their business. Right. My wife owns a flower shop. Um, she was she had three major events. All of them canceled this weekend. And and one of the um, one of the organizations that she was doing this with had such a great posture. Um, they said, uh, we will pay you for whatever it is. If you can save us money, great. Yeah. Um, and her posture was, I'm only going to charge you for what I use. So when you reschedule this event, yeah. um, I want to be your person. And so she lost money. They lost money. But in the end, everybody wins. And the relationship with that organization is preserved. No no threats, no whatever, yeah. no legal action. Just this is the time for uh, good intentioned, level-headed people to be together because over the next month, business is going to tank. Everybody needs each other. Mm -hmm. And I think what we have noticed is that across the board in all the organizations that I have been working with, again, with all the events that we've been putting on, um, all the vendors, different things, everyone's been amazing. Yeah, I bet. And particularly in the world I'm in, a lot of them are losing a lot. And Mm -hmm. so even in the process of them losing a lot, um, I found an incredible amount of integrity there. But there have been voices from the trenches that have not given good counsel. And so we just say, you know what? What is what is integrity? What is honorable? What is respectful? Um, nobody wants to lose money. Everybody's going to lose something. So how do we do this in a way that doesn't unnecessarily put all the brunt of loss on one side? And so I found just doing the right thing over and over again at every corner. Um, so with worship, we've been asking, okay, what's the right thing? And we, we weren't able to probably have clear line of sight to that until the day before. And that's fine. Right. Our goal is to do the right thing when we know what the right thing is to do. That's exactly right. And you made me think that sometimes looking back, we might actually go, huh, we could have had that. But you know what? We're doing the right thing with what we know right now. Yeah. Which brings me to to number three, which is make decisions in teams. And this is, this might not just, this is for me. I'm not the best decision maker when I'm alone. Um, I make really good decisions on teams. Mm. And I am always struck that oftentimes my first idea is not all my best idea. This is so and, true for um, most people, I would it say, is. though. And yeah. I think some people don't know the value of teams. And so um, with our elders, I just waited until I had all of us in unity about it. We yeah. we gave freedom of dissent. Um, 
and there was no tension mm-hmm. um, with canceling extravaganza, with canceling our vision dinner, with canceling our gala, with canceling church. I mean, all this stuff. Just had to wait until all the right people were in the room. What are you thinking? What are the other side of the equation? Let's just take an hour or two, pray about it, come back to it. There's no rush. Right. Um, whether we made the decision now or two hours from now, most people aren't even going to hear about it until six hours from now. So, like, just right. take your time and uh, we'll be fine. Um, with uh, one of the events, uh, we were on a FaceTime call uh, 20 hours, before, 24 hours before the event at night. No, it was like 20 hours before the event, 19 hours before the event at uh-huh. night, trying to just process, you know? Yeah. Because three hours before that, a turn of events happened that we didn't foresee happening. Right. And we just said, oh, okay. So we made the decision in a team and the I've watched all of these teams that I'm on make unified mm-hmm. decisions for the good of their people with a clear conscience before the Lord, mm-hmm. despite the cost to the organization. Yeah. Here's the deal. Leaders are tempted to protect the organization. I just, if everybody can get this, I would be so happy. <laughs> the organization is not the point. Yeah. The organization exists to serve people. Right. People are the point. Sometimes the organization loses so that we can serve the people. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. And so that that is where like you got to get above that. But the teams help us keep when, when maybe I'm forgetting and I'm trying to protect the organization, the team comes in and says, no, but it's about the people. I'm like, yes, that's who it's about. What is best for our people? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, with the egg hunt, my first thought was, all those eggs. All those eggs. Why am I more concerned eggs. about eggs than people? Right. right? That was initially right. went it's, through my brain. It is, like, it is the weirdest thing. <laughs> but then I'm also, the other component as I kept thinking was, oh, this could actually be better. Yep. What if the weather would have been bad? God oversees all and knows every yeah, detail. Yeah, yeah. And so we postponed the egg hunt till May or July. I hope not. But yep. right. Totally. If that's what happens. It's we'll still an egg hunt to... and there's still kids yep. and we're still reaching people. And I'm thinking to myself, how do we have the the chocolate not melt? Where do we put these things? There's Anyways. no chocolate. That's Oh yeah, we, good job, yeah. Suze. Yeah. We Suze, don't look at get you. chocolate in the eggs. So that you're was okay. Great. Yeah. Go you and yeah. AJ for doing yeah. that. All right. Number <laughs> number four. That is, was a decision made in a team, by the way. I, I have a hunch. Yeah. That's a, the best ones are, right? Yeah. Um empathize with the fearful. So as a leader, to write off the fearful doesn't actually shepherd them to getting rid of fear. What percent of people are talking to you that are afraid? Small. Okay. But they're there. Yeah. And Honestly, they're calling you because you're their pastor and shepherd. Yeah. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. If you know me, I'm not a fear guy. I mean, I have fear. Don't get me wrong. I, But I, I get fear and anxiety aren't, aren't the kind of things that cripple me. So I don't live in that world, mm-hmm. which can make me really comforting or really annoying. So, mm. I mean, it depends on who you are. So mm-hmm. I get that. You're not going to change the fearful by shaming them. You know, that doesn't work. You're not going to, mm-hmm. you're not going to help somebody become first Timothy two, two that we've been talking about almost every day here, peaceful, quiet or unflurried, godly and dignified in their mm-hmm. responses to crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, like my job is to shepherd them from fear mm-hmm. to faith, mm-hmm. to shepherd them from fear to a lack of flurry, mm-hmm. to help them just be confident in the Lord and who he is and what he's doing. And so mm-hmm. uh, I would just say empathizing with the fearful and uh, not shaming them. Um, I don't post a lot on social media, but just watching how I think some Christians are in their effort to say this is dumb, don't understand maybe how some of that is communicating to people who are actually afraid. So then they are shamed and they're quiet and now they're guilty. Now they feel stupid. Now they're isolated. Now there's actually distance between them. You know, so just a... Be careful. I mean, Some of them are just trying to bring truth. Yeah. Like I see these posts that like post the comparison between the flu yep. and the coronavirus. Yep. 
truth and shame are totally different things. I'm right. a fan of truth. Right. Truth always helps. You know, yep. fear is put into but, its place. But by even truth. their tagline when they introduce the slide or whatever mm-hmm. can be the shaming tagline. Yep. So they were. So it's sometimes it's not how you say it, right? Yep. Or it's how you say it's it. How you say it. It's yep. how you say it. Yeah, it always is. So. Yep. Lastly, um, change your decisions when your original ones weren't the best. Mm. So we were asked Tuesday, we're going to cancel church. I'm like, yeah, right. Like I can't imagine any world. I was like, there's nothing you could tell me that would make me cancel church. But that's insane to me. Wednesday, I was like, no, no, not, no. JB can come over and tell us to cancel church. I'll be like, no, there's no way. And (laughs) I mean, I'm not really saying these things, but this is like probably what's going on in my brain. Trump could jump in and be like, all churches are canceled. I'm like, no, we're not going to cancel church. Uh, Thursday comes. And even on Thursday, I'm like, we're still doing the vision dinner. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because we were talking in the midst of all that. And we were like, this is still going to be on. Come on. Yeah, there's no way. And then a series of events happened that I was like, ah, we can't do the vision dinner. Interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We can't do the extravaganza. Interesting. Ooh. And I found myself with new information in a new context uh, with our people having a new environment of information and fear and decisions and schooling. And then by Friday, then all the schools are closed. So going into Friday, we did not expect that our school was going to be closed on Monday. We knew there was a possibility, but it was. we're thinking we'd get through that week and then spring break would come. We'd be fine. Um, the pace, the daily information that came out and the pace at which things changed, nobody could have expected. It was crazy. So that by the time, honestly, Thursday night, we're canceling a bunch of stuff. And it wasn't until Saturday at two, 1 or 2 p.m. in the afternoon that we finally made the decision to cancel church on Sunday. And, um, and that was honestly just for the good of our people. Mm-hmm. Because we're learning more and more, we're seeing more and more, there's more, just a lot going on that we're just taking in and processing and sitting on it. And I would rather make a slow decision and change Mm -hmm. than just quickly overreacting. No, we're going to do it. No, we're not going to do it. Right. Um, But I think one of the things I've learned is, uh, I've always known this, but but in this context, you just got to embrace it. It's okay to change your mind. Yeah. And sometimes things change. Uh, I think Craig Rochelle, he had a whole leadership podcast on uh, on changing your mind when you're wrong. Or sometimes we put in policies and we're like, we will always do it this way. Well, this way may not work forever. Right. And so you might say, here's the value, but the way we go about this may change. I find for people like me and you, or you and I, I'm going to own this for myself. You might not speak like this, but I speak in hyperbole a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, I'll let you own it. The laugh, the laugh is enough. <laughs> Affirmation. I, I, I can't relate. Yeah. So, but one of the things that my husband has brought into our home is he says, we don't say always or never, mm. you know? So years ago when we were tempted to say, we'll never get a minivan, yeah. we are never getting a minivan. Well, yep, we've gotten it. And so like, there's these silly things that yeah. we sometimes go, oh, I'm, we're never, we, yep. you didn't say this week, but I'm not never going to cancel church never. for a virus. Right. Ever. Yeah. Well, it's done. Yep. So, so it's funny because uh, we put in our email, we're going to cancel services through the end of March and we're going to go all yes. online and we'll have yep. digital services. And then somebody says, well, why through the end of April? Like, you don't know what's going right. to happen next yeah, week. End of March. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it seems like that's the reasonable thing to do to set the right. expectation. But if we have to change then we'll open the doors. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to change. I think there's this pressure to make the right decision. That's an always decision. Yes. Immediately. And it's like, that's not real. So one of the things we're even nervous about, that we took a little risk by recording yeah. this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. On 
Saturday. Yeah. Because we're like, well, maybe we should just record the first couple episodes because we don't know what's going to change between now and then. And it's like, yeah, this might never get aired. Right. Right? Yeah. Because I might have six more things that I've learned that are more pressing than these things in this season. So we'll just do part B, though. We'll just do part B, right? Yeah. We'll come in here and do part B. Or not. Yeah. So just pray for Michael and I, because we're going to be in the studio a lot this week recording more and more podcasts. So what should people do if they have questions about Corona or anything relating to this? Yeah. So you can go to vcob.org and uh, you can submit all your questions. There'll be a link right on the homepage and you can see our live stream or not our live stream, our worship service there. Yeah. Um, You can uh, engage with us on that level. And if you got questions, um, submit them. And um, we don't know what we're going to do the following week, next week. Yeah. So we know every day this week we're going to release something. But if more questions come in, we'll come into the studio and yep. we'll just go after them, open up God's word, encourage mm-hmm. you guys, and uh, try to just help you think level and uh, do the right thing and honor God in this season. And so don't don't hesitate. Bring all your questions. VCOB.org. Q&A podcast. We love you. We want to serve you. We want to help you think biblically. Mm-hmm. And um, anything we can do to that end, we are all in. Yeah.